And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks and... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 146 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. Welcome back. Yeah. Howdy, howdy, How howdy. How is everybody? Hello, everybody. Good. Super good. Yeah. But, yeah. But you know what? It was a good week. Was it? For some of us. <laughs> Tell me about Co- it. Compared to the rest of this year so far, yeah, yeah. it was a great week. Yeah. It was very chill. I got <laughs> a massage yesterday. A lot, okay, I'm jealous. Why wasn't I invited? And a pedicure. Uh, um... Uh, I'm giving you a hard um, time. It's fine. Uh, um, because uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was girls' morning out. <laughs> it yeah, was girls' morning okay. out. That's acceptable. Yeah, yeah. But everybody wanted to. Okay, hold on. Listen, listen. Hold on. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. Um, when you get a massage, you don't generally want to have an hour-long conversation while getting a massage. No, like like five minutes at the start. Maybe five minutes at the end. That's all good. I had a I had an hour long conversation with my <laughs> massage, and I was like, "Cool, this is cool. I'm totally relaxed." Yes. And then we went on to pedicures, and I had an hour long conversation during my pedicure. It's like it's cool. Like I will talk to anybody. I will just talk. I don't care. But I just wanted to chill and relax. <laughs> Who does this? <laughs> The same people who start conversations in bathrooms. Oh God! Oh. Oh. Yeah, don't, don't. If you do, do that, you do are that. a monster. Don't do that, people. <laughs> if I you mean, need some toilet paper, you say that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. The the biggest monsters are the monsters who keep talking on their Bluetooth <laughs> in the bathroom. Yeah, in a public yeah. bathroom, or their phone is on speakerphone and they're in a public bathroom. Because I swear to God, I will just crush your phone. If I hear that and see that, and you walk out of the stall with it in your hand, and I will just smack it out of your hand straight into the toilet. Yes, right. yes. Flush. Yeah. Phone smoothie. Phone swirly. Like, phone swirly. Seriously, at that point, you should be able to report someone and they lose bathroom. Real quick. I agree. They should just be banned from that public bathroom. Hey, look. Hey, listener at home. If you do this... Don't look, do this. Everybody makes mistakes in their past. That's fine. Leave this mistake in your past. From yes. the day forward, say Please never God. more. And I understand if you have a very fucking important phone call and you need to go to the bathroom... It's going to happen. It's fine. But don't. If you can help it, don't. Don't. Like, that don't. has to be like the emergency. Yeah. yeah. Both emer- They both, both have, have to, to be, be emergencies. Emergency, yes. emergency it's not like and emergency. I could make this phone call, but I have to go to the bathroom. No. If you could, you don't. No, I'm sorry. Like, you pee first and then make the phone call. There's only one occasion on which I can grok someone dialing a phone and being in the bathroom at the same time. That is... At home? No. Yeah. That is if the first words out of their mouth are, oh, that's bloody. (laughs) Doctor, what should I do? (laughs) I will allow the emotional trauma of that particular experience to justify that exchange. Those are both emergencies. And and to be fair, even if it's not okay, 
I ain't saying shit to you at that point. So no. <laughs> You're having a worse day than me at that point yeah, by default. I ain't not getting involved in that mess. Yeah. I might even ask, do I need to call someone for you as well? Yeah, right. Oh. You haven't had any red velvet cake lately? Okay, no, good. Well, not good. Did All you right. eat beets? No? Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Poor thing. Okay, anyway. Yeah. So don't use so, the phone in the public restroom, right, please. Yeah. <laughs> and if you call me from your bathroom, don't tell me that you're in your the bathroom. More you know. I was just about to do that. <laughs> <Were you? Yeah. laughs> okay. Comics? PSA over. Yes. <laughs> Let's move on. Speaking of a lot of blood, Red Sonia number one. Jesus. Actually, there wasn't. There was really. not a lot of no. blood. Not like not on panel. I mean, not compared to a normal Red Sonia. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was very good. This is I mean, there very, was a there, there was very good. There was a decapitated head, but nah. Nah. just one. Nah. I think just there one will maybe be two. Blood. There's there were. <laughs> hey, drink your milkshake. Sorry. It brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> Oh, have you, no, never mind. I'm not even going to ask. So, you know what? That Mark Russell, man, that, that guy oh, can write. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that. He's going to go places. He, he is. is. Yeah. He is, yeah. <laughs> Golly. I, like, oh. I never thought I'd like Red Sonja this much. I never thought I'd like Red Sonja this much. I never thought Red Sonja would be this, like, tongue-in-cheek funny. She's kind of snarky a little bit. But no, it's like, not even snarky. It's, it's it's the situationalness of some yeah. of it. The oh, welcome back. Fate has ordained you. Would you agree? Great, your Majesty. Yeah, shove. <laughs> you are now our queen. Great, you're our queen. Oh yeah. By the way, there's an emissary here that wants to take yeah. us over. <laughs> Deal with that. Well, <laughs> uh-huh. she's like, there's a catch. There's a catch. It's never this easy. Nope. What's the matter? Someone tell me. Yeah. 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 I, I, I like it though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like. Her response is wonderful. Like, everything's just... Yeah. Yeah. It, for her, it seems like it's just a, okay, this is the next This is the next crap I gotta deal with. <laughs> I love the the emperor, whatever his name is. Dragon. Dragon, yes. whatever, yeah. Yeah. Who, he's like, oh, you tried to kill me. And the dude's like, I never said I was gonna kill you. What I you never tried about? to kill you. What and he's you like, about? well, you tried to impede my progress, so that means you tried to kill me based on this prophecy. Yeah. So, oh, you tried to kill me. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, be, maybe I you could be, be useful to me. Tell me what your opinion is. <laughs> don't do yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's I don't like that opinion. <laughs> you sound like a king, not an emperor. Yeah. Right? Oof. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. Well, Rusty didn't like it. Don't like emperors, huh? No. <laughs> Who does? Rusty's like, not unless it's Rusty's me. Rusty's like, I am no man's king and <laughs> emperor no man's Rusty. servant. Emperor Rusty. No, no interest in that. No response. I like... Oh, oh. It's just delayed. Wow. I like how quickly he recapped kind of her story to get her here. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, yeah. it's like a page. Yeah. This yeah. shit happened. Okay, we good? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> nicely done, sir. Yeah. Yeah, and it didn't feel like forced or out of context or anything. It's good. This damn good writer, dude. Just no. Damn, Mark Russell. Damn. How about the art? I was, gonna, I was so just good. about to say that. Good, good Merker Kolak art. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's beautiful. Yes. 
Yes. I want Did more. We, get, we didn't get any of the metal bikini in this, right? Not in this one. Nice. No, like, she's wearing just like... Clothes. You know, clothes? Clothes. Yeah, the she's whole wearing time. clothes. I think yeah. there are maybe a couple of covers. There's a flashback, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, the covers have some yeah. of it, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Which covers did everyone get? You got it digitally. Yeah, I got it digitally, so, got so I got all the covers. I, <laughs> uh, I got the, the first one, the, the, the main... I got the Christian not, Ward. Not the cosplay cover? For me, it's just, like, not even talking about cosplay variants. I mean, literally, any kind of photographic cover. There's only ever been one exception to this. <laughs> yeah? Is, is it, it the, the cat covers? No, the it's the Wigdiv and Sex Crims. No, Brian's actually. Yeah, oh. the, the kitten covers. It's okay. the Valiant cat variant. That's, yeah. that's acceptable. Yeah. Well, the cat cosplay. That is the exception. <laughs> yeah. Those were funny. Those, yeah. were, those were pretty good. Uh, I liked the, the Wigdiv Sex Crims. Yeah. I mean, those are those are good. Those are the, those are like a running joke, though. Those yeah. are like internet memes as covers. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I went for the Christian Ward, one of like her on the throne. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that was a good choice. Good choice. Good good covers. Good good book. Love it. Yeah, I'm, I I will definitely <clears throat> pick up the number two for this. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. Batman. Yeah. So this starts the four part. Another four-part Batman Flash crossover event. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are started called The, uh, the Price, by the way. Uh, and they're starting to investigate what maybe really happened at Sanctuary. Yes. Yeah. Or they've been, investi- they, they they've have, been investigating, they, yeah. they being Batman and Flash. Right. They've hit kind of a brick wall. And then this new thing happens that I'm guessing will end up kind of putting them back on the trail. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean that, that's that's kind of what it's billed as is them investigating, kind of like the button, right? Yeah. Where they were investigating mm-hmm. what happened. This is them, however they get onto it, um, kind of investigating that sanctuary. Yeah, I like and how what really happened. We pretty immediately we get a note that's like this takes place before nightmares. Uh-huh. Yeah. In case you were wondering, I, yeah, I totally appreciate that. <laughs> yes. yes, that was good. That was good. What I like about this. <clears throat> I mean, I guess there are two things. And one is, I'll just caveat this. I like what Tom King is doing. This is not anti-that, by any means. <laughs> no. I like, though, as a change of pace for this crossover, something that is more linear narrative and less episodic. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. that that helps differentiate it. But it's also just, like, a nice change of pace, 63 issues in. Yeah, you kind of <laughs> get, it like, a little breather. Yeah. Um, but it also... Please tell me what I'm supposed to think for a moment. uh it also maybe even a little bit more than heroes in crisis itself actually feels to me like we're stopping and taking a really specific look at how in the course of things that are happening now and not just in the past these events are affecting someone in this case batman yeah who's actually like seeing flashes of people who have died in front of him because he is running himself to death yeah um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of that Justice League art Christopher Priest did and sort of ties back into that. Like, I think yeah. it's a really... The he's setup burning for out, this, kind of. Yeah. yeah. The setup for this touches so many different things. Yeah, and it, it and it's like showing where Batman and Flash's relationship is right now, too. Yeah. Woof. I mean, Which it, is it, not a great place. It's not good. <laughs> well, and it calls back to not just Heroes in Crisis in that regard, but also to the button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that, that's like this is the thing I think Josh Williamson really excels at is taking a bunch of stuff and making it feel really clean and mm-hmm. contained and pulling threads together. Definitely, agreed. <laughs> Love me. 
I love when he's dealing with something and he like goes to reach into his utility belt and there's like nothing there. <laughs> so, he, so he just takes the whole damn belt and uses it as. <laughs> and the whole time he's on the phone with Alfred, being yeah. like, Alfred, make a note, restock the belt. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's great. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it is. It's Batman pushing himself too hard, and and Flash. I, I don't want to. In this case, I wouldn't even say overreacting, but like very emotional about. I mean, they're what's both going at on. breaking they are. points. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I love the the. How did you beat me here? Oh, I was just passing through. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I love calling bullshit to Batman. That was great. You're gonna tell me everything you know, and you're gonna do it right the fuck now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Barry's so done. He's like. So done. I like, I like this Barry. I like Barry here a lot. Like, <laughs> like <this> yes. <laughs> he didn't, like, I'm sure he was sad, but he didn't cry about anything. Well, and especially after the Flash annual, where Barry has yeah. to tell Iris, Iris oh. about yeah. Wally. God, that was brutal. And Iris's reaction is, oh, go kill the motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. 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 Dang. Yeah. But... We it, like it doesn't really leave us hanging. It gives us a well. It doesn't leave the the current mystery that pulls them in. It doesn't leave that kind yeah. of hanging as a as something out. We there. know who's like perpetrating it, right. these attacks. These, that right. The the one in this issue is at the Flash Museum, but there have been a series of attacks, and Batman knows who's behind it, and that's how he got there. And it tells us who. It doesn't tell who's pulling her strings. Right. But it tells us who. And, and spoilers and shows us why which is whew, yeah spoilers yeah. it's gotham girl mm-hmm. doing this because someone is saying that they will bring gotham back to life that if she does it she can bring her brother back yeah like he's not completely gone chris yeah oh it's yeah it's it's not good she and she she is off the deep end she is mm-hmm. gone oh yeah now. like i thought she was doing okay for a while there but she had like full Harley Quinn in a manic episode face. Well, yes, yeah. that, absolutely. I don't know about thought she was doing okay because back in fifty we did see her standing, yes. at Bane, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But Thomas's side, like, mm-hmm. I mean, that was literally just her standing there. Yeah, which before that, the last time we really saw her as part of the story sure. is what I meant. But yeah, yeah. I guess I guess what I'm saying is we had the signal there that something was up, and this is us finally getting that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, did you? I mean, we've already spoiled what who it is. Did you get a picture of what it is they're doing to him to bring him back? What that is? I didn't. It. it I mean, it totally looks like venom. Yeah, to it me. does. Bane venom. Yeah. Oh yeah, I could see that. Right. I didn't think with about the veins that, yeah. and the mm-hmm. green and the yeah. That does make a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which would explain why you know how they're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she actually she looks like Marionette is who she looks like to she me. She does a bit. Yeah. 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 Oh, good stuff. Female Furies, number one. Let me make sure there are no sharp objects by Jen. Because she went ahead and warned us <laughs> mm-hmm. that this would become a rant. Okay, mm-hmm. no, I don't think mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me just start by saying I didn't know what I was getting into the, with this. I just thought it was going to be like, they're fun adventures. Not fun, obviously, but they're killing people adventures. Yeah. yeah. It's not what this is. There is so fucking much rage in this book. Yeah. So fucking much rage in so, may I quickly set up what's going on and then turn you loose? Oh, yeah, sure. No, okay. yeah. no I don't think I'm going to go crazy this time. While reading it, though, I was like, this is fucking bullshit. I hate this fucking bullshit, bullshit, fucking bullshit. It's written so well, fucking bullshit. <laughs> so, this is, in a lot of ways, a granny goodness story. Mm-hmm. At least this first issue. It is told at two points in time. One being the present, as granny is trying to get the female furies 
in the front line where they deserve to be uh, in Apocalypse's... Armies. Armies, yeah, yeah in their some, machinations. Yeah. Basically doing whatever Darkseid needs done. Uh, and then in the moment and immediately following Darkseid's rise to power on Apocalypse. And it is basically a very specific catalog of all of the ways that she is abused and taken advantage of and treated like a piece of shit. And not just her, the cycle just keeps fucking going. In the present, it continues. Yeah, and I think the worst part is her willingness to allow it to continue. After a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to the other character, the other, the current leader of the Mm -hmm. Furies, yeah. 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 But, oh, man. Um, So, one of the questions that I had about this, and this is just for kind of a clarification, the the kind of present day mm-hmm. time point. I don't think it's like actually present present no. day, is it? I read it as being concurrent with the events of most of Mr. Miracle, but before the conclusion of Mr. Miracle. Oh, see, I didn't. I, 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 I kind of felt like it was a good before, bit before that, that. Yeah. Yeah. Because Barda is very much still 100% oh, part of the Furies. No, yeah, and duh, working yeah. for Granny. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I, I saw this as their training okay, not yeah. right yeah okay. no, duh, that's obvious yeah okay i'm dumb <laughs> um yeah it would have to be totally before that okay <clears throat> yeah the present day stuff is more and it's almost in that same way that it's hard to sort of peg mr miracle into a point in time in dc continuity You're right yes there's not really a place where this goes either explicitly i would agree with that yeah, yeah it would have to be before mr miracle if they're both in continuity yeah uh but yeah, just sort of like the platonic ideal of what is the present for Apocalypse. Yeah. Well, not to mention all the stuff going on with Apocalypse in other ways. In the yeah, universe yeah. Right now. yeah. Yeah. I mean, in some books, Darkseid is a teenager. Right. Or an early 20-something, maybe. And in other books, he's quintessential Darkseid. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Continuity doesn't matter. Okay. Now. Fuck this fucking bullshit. <laughs> it's so... The reason it's so frustrating, and and I know that you guys can like see it and witness it, but you don't feel it, right? Mm-hmm. Is because this is so fucking true to life. It is so fucking real, and just reading it, you're like experiencing it over and over again, and it's so much rage. <laughs> and it's granny goodness is not even the most frustrating part, but it's so frustrating because. You know that she doesn't want to think that this shit is happening again just because it happened to her. Mm-hmm. But she also, she knows it is. Like yeah. she, she, You know she has to know that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, she is the problem that is having to have hope to continue exist, to exist within a system mm-hmm. despite knowing that right. that system will continue to perform in the way that it has without yeah. changing it. And there's this, like, knowing that in order to advance your career, you do need to train with these people who are so high up, even though they're so high up just because they're men. I mean, in this and in life. Um, You do have to train with them, but you are also putting yourself in a situation where this shit can happen. Mm -hmm. So fucking terrifying and frustrating. I was like watching everyone else get the title, General, General, General. Oh, well, you'll be Granny. Yeah. Which is never an explicit moment in this, but it's something that... Uh, recurs through dialogue is everyone's addressed as here's your title here's your title here's your title. i don't want to be someone's nanny right yes yeah, yeah. oh my god that one of the things she, that... and she so doesn't want to be near any sort of child anything 
and gets put in that situation because she's a woman, even mm-hmm. though she doesn't want kids, and she's the worst possible person to be raising children. Yeah, like we've always known that about Granny Goodness. For real. Yeah. And it's like, what did you fucking expect? The thing that like made me throw up in my mouth a little bit every time was whenever uh, Steppenwolf referred to his sister yeah. in the context of other people talking about sexually abusing her. Yeah. Like, yeah, my sister. Yeah, go for it. Ugh. Let's have a... Let's check them out visually, including yeah. my sister. Yeah. It's... You're supposed to be the one that says, no, dude, that's my fucking yeah. sister. It's... You dickhead. You fucking awful fucking I mean, dickhead. There was some point in be this. saying, no, that's a person. Yeah. yeah. But if you can't even But if say... it's your fucking sister, you have even more of an obligation, I feel like. Yeah. And this is my point. I was like, at least Granny is against all that. This dude will sell it as own sister for someone's... Ugh. Getting someone's like if you off. need any idea of just how evil these people are, right? Yeah, <laughs> but I was at some point I was reading and like I was literally in the middle and I just came to a stop and I was like, "This is so so ridiculously in your face!" Like it just shoves it up there and. But it's is it literally Brian? every day. Is I, it I, I know that was that way, and that's what I was getting to. I was yeah. like, and. That's got to be how it feels. Yeah. And that's how the female furies are anyway. Yeah. Like, oh my. Yeah. But yet, it's a good, I mean. It's it's written so well. (laughs) Like, I don't think it would make you feel this way if it wasn't written well. You know, it would just. If it weren't written well, you'd be mad about how cliche it is. Yes. Yes. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and this is not. And when it really tries to stop everything that's happening, mm-hmm. God, you're uh, just like, yeah, girl. Oh, Barda's reaction to that, like we're supposed to be better than them. Everyone's reaction to her to a really, <sighs> like it's so everyone is wrong. Fucking every part of this book, every yeah. part of this book is so true. It's so true. But when the girls start, well, of course she gets it. She's hot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, of course she's going to go get fucking molested because she's hot. Uh, she always gets special treatment. Yes. Which is literally the same thing that Desaad is saying about uh, goodness through right, the whole book. Right. Yes. It is and, history repeating itself in that way. And hey, ladies, I'm sure that we were teenagers when we did it, but we've all said it. Fucking stop. We need to fucking stop. I mean, that's the point of that. Like, history repeats itself. Yeah. That's part of what is so infuriating, I think, about this is because it does do the split timeline thing. Mm-hmm. It shows how it's not just a moment in time. Mm-hmm. It is... Nothing fucking changes. The perpetuity of it. Yeah. yeah. Ugh! Oh, this book! I, and, and I, I, like, <laughs> you saying that about... Like, it makes me think... Like, all of us, all the time, need to be thinking, am I... Am I approaching this the right way? Like, is there anything I'm doing that's... <laughs> I agree. It, Ugh. I think that... Everyone, period, needs to do it. Not that's, just yeah, not just men. Right. We all need to be very present and prescient in our in our thoughts yeah. and feelings about each other. Jesus Christ! I mean, there are a lot of societally societally endorsed inherited behaviors that are deemed as okay, but are really, really not, and really mm-hmm. are designed to sort of pit women in particular, but in general, marginalized groups. In this yeah. case, definitely women. Against each other to keep them from being like, oh, you know, if we just kind of work together, we could actually maybe deal with this. Yeah. Yeah. If we, if I mean, we all, literally yeah. all, yeah. everyone. Hello, welcome to Panelology Endorses Intersectional <laughs> okay. Feminism. <laughs> I mean, this, like I said, you can't not talk about that with this book, though. Yeah. No. It's, yeah. No. it's yeah. a wonderful book. Yeah. Uh, you you going to read the next one, Jen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have to keep this anger up. 
Yeah. <laughs> got five more issues to go. So much fire. Die number three. God, this book. Okay. So outside of what we're going to talk about, this book is so fucking pretty. It is so fucking pretty. It is. You know what I came to realize? I had another realization. I did a lot of thinking about, like, meta thinking about comics. This book, by the time this is over, you you realize that Brian is going to go through some sort of midlife crisis because of this. This is going to break him down. He's going to have to, like, totally reassert his personality by the time this is over. You you may not be wrong. (laughs) Oh, sorry, Brian. I didn't see you there. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Don't mind us. We weren't talking about you. <laughs> this, and Wickdiv, and this possibly even more just because of how much I could relate to it. Like, love superhero comic books. Love, you know, a lot of the lot of the things Tom Kingdom with, you, you got to think about them. And that. so there's a lot of comics that appeal to, like, the my head. And they're, obviously the superhero stuff is, you know, it's in my heart. I love them. This and Wickdiv, it's like it's like really good poetry. It like it's like talks to the soul. <laughs> it's like I like I can't tell you why, but it touches me in a way that other comic books don't. And I don't know why that is. Listeners, um, unless Brian was hotboxing in his car when I pulled up, he has not been smoking anything. <laughs> I was about to say next month Brian does acid and reads it out. No, but it's like <laughs> I don't know how, it, like, it just, it touches something that, like, even if you're not a poetry fan, like, you, and every once in a while, you find, you have read something that you're like, oh, man, that, like, that, like, captures something in a very different way that I can't even explain. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like that to me. I don't know. I, I like, I love this book. Yeah. So what happens in this one? Um, A war? The, yeah, they meet a dragon. They do meet a nice. dragon. Yeah. We Lots find of dragons this week. We, we find out a lot about a little. Uh, uh, I say a lot. A, a, a very important key thing about this world yes. and how it's going to work. Yes. What how the mechanic is. And so when we when when he tells us this world is a twenty sided die, he literally means there are twenty face flat faces to this world and each of them is completely different and has their own i i guess demigod or ruler warden. or master or warden somebody who controls cool. and has power over that particular area right and then you get the idea the grandmaster has power over all of it the entire day right is um, the person on the one just like really incompetent and constantly failing up with it no in here's the thing this one very specifically this issue is Tolkien. Cool. Yeah. And the endless war between um what is it? New Prussia. New Prussia and Little Britain. Little England or Little something? England. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's World War One, which Or <laughs> constant pressure. What is it? It's I it's guess, not new. It's Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll find it as we yeah. keep going. But yeah. Um yeah, it's it's World War One. Like it's like trench warfare from World War One. With hobbits. Huh. And steel Prussian dragons. Yeah. See, I know me, and I know I'm going to lay this best in trade, but, oh, that trade could be out yesterday. Hey, hey, can we just move this book to TKO and let the trade come out with the single issues? <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, th- But this entire issue follows Ash mm-hmm. and one soldier from Little England. Is he going to be the very best like no one ever was? Just to catch them, his real test, to train them, no. as his cause? It's, no. 
No. No. No, his cause is to make you fucking cry, and he does. Yeah, this is... Yeah, eternal Prussia. Eternal Prussia, yeah. yeah. I was and, like, it's something that England. means that it happens all the time. Right, eternal <laughs> Prussia. And little, yeah, and they get... Se- the, uh, the dragon attacks them, and they get separated, mm-hmm. and we follow Ash into one of the trenches, and she has this moment with a soldier that's in there, and it's just a, you know... Grunt soldier. Yeah. Yeah. As they all seem to be. As they all seem to be. And he tells the tale of kind of one of the others that was in there. And then he kind of tells his story of how his great-grandfather came and fought in the war and died. And his grandfather fought in the war and died. And his dad fought. And he thought he would be the one that made it home. Uh. It's like, oh. And then he writes this letter to his wife. Oh. (laughs) It was very hard to read. Yeah. And. To his wife and two small children. Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then... I don't know why I laughed at that. It was no, the face Jen made. Jen yeah, made his face. I, I do make faces. And sorry. then the character who is some combination of a hobbit and Gandalf and the dungeon master from the D&D cartoon and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shows up. And who is the warden for this facet of the die. Cool. And yeah. has a talk to Ash and... Yeah. And it turns out that it's Tolkien. Yeah. I was going to guess Professor Oak. <laughs> no. <laughs> Professor Tolkien. Professor Tolkien. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. It, so it was. It was pretty heartbreaking. It was, and it was also badass because he was like, you know what? This was always my favorite way to send a message, and the fucking big ass eagle yeah, comes John down eagle. and takes the letter, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, ah, oh, yes, yeah. And I gotta say, one of my favorite things was this opening dialogue that's going through Ash's head when the when it comes and it's talking about Dungeons and Dragons. So, you know, never understood about the dungeon thing. Why mm. would somebody go to a dungeon? To, but dragons, everybody gets dragons. They're awesome. I mean, they're the big majestic creature, and everybody loves dragons. And then it shows up, and she's like, "Until you meet one." Yeah. <laughs> but then Ash brings it back at the end, talking about yeah. going to dungeons, and you're just like, "My heart, help me, help me, my heart." Ow. Good grief. This one yeah. was that, that one was fucking brutal. Yeah. Yeah. In the in the um kind of in the comma in the back matter he talks about how, you know, issue 1 was was in, introduction. Mm-hmm. Issue 2 was more introduction and refining kind of what you knew, maybe giving you a little shot at the character. Putting you into the world. He was like, and then this one was, oh yeah, by the way, it's also going to be this completely different thing that's part of this too. It's like, <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Layers like an ogre. Mm. He, mm. I, I can't speak highly enough about this book. I really cannot. It's very good. Yeah, I didn't know that he might be able to write something that I like even more than Wake Div, and I think this. It, it, I'm not going to say that yet. Like I'm, I'm not even. I'm less sad that Wick Div is ending now. I, I am <laughs> because I have Between this. this and Peter Cannon. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. Which, but by the way, I don't this, know. Though, Alex, I don't know if you oh. caught it as part of. He like a net forty five is the last issue. Of yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So we have. I don't even know what issue we're on. Uh, forty one, forty two, maybe. We've, yeah, we've got like four more, <laughs> three or four more. The end is nigh. Okay. Okay. The It'll be okay. It'll be okay. We have die. <laughs> yeah. We have die. We'll be all right. Avengers number fourteen. Brian's quote of the week. So uh, this is the opening of the Vampire War, <laughs> and um, we get our first action sequence with Blade in it as yeah, part of the do. Avengers. Hey guys, hey guys! <laughs> it turns out 
I like Blade. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Blade is going in and, and fighting this whole big, huge mob of vampires. And it's like, and, and you hear over his comms, Blade, this is Captain Marvel. How's it coming back there? Silver nunchucks. That's how it's coming. Now leave me alone. It's time to murder the donuts. Uh, not really how that expression goes, but okay. <laughs> Who would we want to play Blade in a Blade movie? Uh, I feel like the obvious is Donald Glover. Nope, nope. Hold on, hold on. Uh, I oh. don't remember his name. Give me a second. Okay. Um, but yeah, this. so this is the opening of the van, and we get s- several different groups, several locations, couple of partnerships, I guess, of uh, Avengers mm-hmm. fighting off different sects of vampires, different uh, groups of vampires. Um, and I think probably my favorite is uh, is Hulk and Ghost Rider. Yeah. Where um, they're getting rid of the vampires by Hulk basically picking them up and throwing them into the trunk into hell. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good. That was so good. I love that. Like the Blade scene and that are, I think, the two most... Because this was the one I was reading as I was dozing off last night. Those are the two most memorable scenes in the book to me. Like she's... They're opening the trunk, and it's a portal to hell, and they're throwing them into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yes, it's pretty wonderful. And then Ghost Rider actually gets a vision, I guess. A Viv, or? No, 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 no. A... <laughs> he sees somebody, and I'm not sure who this person is, I'll be honest. But uh, it's not a good, good sign that he sees this person. Um, And then we get... Somebody who I can only assume is like at some point Thor's best friend, <laughs> who is the the vampire dog. <laughs> I'm suddenly oh no no I do remember the vampire dog yes because yeah. the vampire dog comes in and messes with the uh, Ghost Rider there. The yes, he he is yeah. in the final page messing with Ghost Rider. But yeah, it's uh I'll get a picture for you here in a minute, Jen. Okay. Of the, of the vampire dog. Oh. There you go. I. Kn- yeah. yeah. Like, doesn't he look like he would be Thor's best Oh, friend? my God. He looks like he <laughs> likes a, murder, that's for sure. He's got a big skull that's for That's terrifying. Head. I know, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Marshala Ali is a very good pick. Yes. Jenna's showing right? on her phone. Okay, oh. I know that he already mm. played somebody in MCU. But it's, it's still over, questionable so. how mm. much the Netflix stuff really connects. <clears throat> right. Yeah, he, could de- so, he could definitely be Blade, yeah. Every time the Alita Battle Angel trailer comes on, when he's got those little glasses on, I'm like, he's Blade. No, that guy's Blade. He's just playing Blade in this movie, right? Has anyone watched season three of True Detective yet? Mm-hmm. No, not yet. But I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I've heard, I've heard it's, it's so really good. good. I've heard it's very good. Yeah. I can't wait. I like him a lot. Yeah, me too. He's very fucking good. I feel like there's someone else who should be coming to mind, too, who would be a good pick. No, because mine is perfect. So. Yours is pretty much perfect. <laughs> Uh, Avengers versus vampires. Very good. You know what I'm going to say, though. I miss Jubilee being a vampire. So she could be in see Jubilee in the middle of this. Oh. Well, she couldn't be here right now anyway, but that's a different story. <laughs> that is a different story. And because Brian has provided me a segue, we're going to move to it. <laughs> Uncanny X-Men, number 11. Um, so why can't Jubilee be part of it currently? Uh, because most mutants are in the age of X-Men, which is going to come up following Uncanny X-Men number 11. We're talking about them together. Uh, leaving a few mutants to figure out what the fuck to do. Yeah, and how they're going to deal with it. 
Um, now, if there were an Alex's quote of the week, it would be in this book. Would it? And what yeah. would it be, Alex? Does anyone want to make a guess? I didn't uh, read it, so no. Oh. <laughs> Don't give me that look. <laughs> Every was, time Alex finds out I'm not reading a book that he loves, he's like, oh, what? I was briefly made sad and also assumed he would oh, have read this. Is, is, to is it torture about me summer about shenanigans? <laughs> it's about summer shenanigans. Yeah. Would you like to guess which third um, of the book this is in? I'm sure it's Let's in see if the, you can, it's probably in the Wolverine third you're right of the book. Yeah. you're getting there um I, I without looking through for it I, at I'm any point sure. you take Wolverine... care of your boy scout I'll take oh, care yeah, of mine <laughs> to to Black Widow about Captain, Captain America and, 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 Scott, and Scott Summers, Summers yes <laughs> take care of your boy scout I'll take care of mine yes. beautiful yeah yeah um <sighs> beautiful so okay so we'll talk about let's talk about that first is the structure the way this book yes. is set up is we have we we follow this story from three different perspectives. Yeah, basically get, two bigger chunks and then a smaller chunk. Right. We get Scott's we get Cyclops. We get yeah. his perspective first. Then we go back and we see Logan's perspective, mm-hmm. and then we see uh, blindfold blindfold's perspective, which is kind of a little short. Yeah. But it is by far the most heart wrenching. Like that, it'll rip your heart out. Yeah. Oh my oh, no. god. So. The Scott piece, and structurally this makes sense, the Scott piece pretty well carries from the annual. Okay. And it's Scott, in this world, it's been six months since the mutants have disappeared. He's been alive for a month, so we've got some timeline here. Um, He is trying to figure out where everyone is, what's happened. He won't accept what is the commonly accepted belief that they're just dead. Right. He finds Ben Yurik. Ben Yurik says, they dead. (laughs) He finds... They did. He goes to Callisto in the Callisto, Morlocks. Callisto. Callisto says, they dead. They did. Everyone he goes to says, they dead. Except kind of Blindfold. And we don't get... So, in a lot of ways, Blindfold is actually sort of the through line through all three of these. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why it ends with her. Um, her whole thing is she perceives basically the past, present, and future simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard for her to differentiate yeah. where <clears throat> she is and, and relate right. to people. If you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., kind of like the little girl in Human mm-hmm. in that. Ruby, was that her name? That sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, kind of like her. Uh, Jenna's giving me a blank stare as if to say, who watches Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? To which I say, I do. I didn't say it. I know. Didn't happen. I do. And the last couple of seasons have been very good. Okay. Anyway. um, (laughs) Cyclops is not doing well. Which makes me happy. God. Okay, look. How do I say this without sounding like a sadist? Uh, You can't, so. Scott has done a lot of shit. And it makes sense that Scott has to answer for that. And watching him answer for that makes him more interesting than watching him just be a Boy Scout. Okay. It It makes you feel okay about feeling okay about him. Yeah. Okay. If that makes sense. Like... Like, I just, I, like I he's, okay he, he's done so many awful things that, like, you feel like if he didn't pay for any of it, like, you'd still kind of have to hate him. Yeah, like, if he just turned around and suddenly he were the leader again, it would it would be weird. Yeah. Like, I mean, he literally led a war against an entire other race of yeah. people. Yeah. He did do that thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> This basically ends with him making a televised suicide attempt. Oh, Jesus. By saying, I will be... 
Where this all began at this time, come find me if you're out there. And he 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 sells it as he's making a plea to any X Men that are out there. You know, come find me because I don't know where you are. But who shows up are the Ravagers Mm. and humans first, and the purifiers, the purifiers, and like he's calling every group who wants to kill him. Jesus Christ, to just take as many down. And that's what he says. He's like, I may die, but I'll take as many of you with me as I can. Yeah, yeah, he's ready to just be done. And someone says, you're alone. And that's when you hear off panel, no, he's not. Snicked. (laughs) Yeah. Which is the coolest fucking moment. That is a very, very powerful moment. I didn't even read it. I literally just got chills. I got chills saying it, and I did read it. Uh, And you watch the two of them take him out. And Scott says, Logan. And Logan says, Scott. Well, we're all caught up now. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like all they, those two. Yeah. And then it cuts to Wolverine, and you see this whole time Wolverine, who is the better of the two characters by oh, far, yeah. has been like at a distance following Scott like and watching, watching him, him and watching out for him. Like He runs into Kid Cable, and Kid Cable's like, yeah, you need to watch out for him. Here's what to do. There are bigger fish to fry that I've got to take care of, right. but you have to do this and keep him alive. And okay, thanks. Bye. Find, find blindfold. Yeah, okay. and, and and Logan's like, I don't, I really don't want to get involved with this. I just want to be done at, with yeah. Wolverine. I don't want to yeah. have anything to do with this anymore. Yeah, but of him being Logan, he feels. That's. But... I think that's why. That is my love of Scott Summers is that he, he and fucking Wolverine together. It's frustrating as fuck sometimes, but it is so good. It's Are like so... the best buddy cop. Type relationship. But not. But I, not. But not. I, mean. I know. That's what I mean. <laughs> I will accept and agree with that with an asterisk. Okay. When they're not in a triangle with Gene. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. The modern has to do that's, with the two of them. That's the when it's just frustrating. Schism period. and beyond version of that. Yes. I agree with actually wholeheartedly. Yeah. I agree with Wolverine. A hundred percent of the time, pretty much. <laughs> but I agree with the with what you're saying when it's not about Grr, I want to date her. She's mine. No, she's mine. No, actually, she's no one. Yeah. Thanks. She's her own. She's the Phoenix Forces, and she did. <laughs> and she did. You two are arguing over a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> so then Logan goes to visit Layla Miller, yeah. who was Butterfly. Is that right? So that, was that her name? I've never actually heard her code name. Okay. I know she was in in X Factor. Right? She was no, in ben- no. Did you create her? I think oh, she's shit. been around longer than Bendis has. I don't know. I mean, I, I'll, right. I'll find it. She was an X Factor character. Peter David wrote her forever. Mm. I don't know if Bendis. I thought, I thought Bendis created her. her anyway, first whatever. appearance was House of M. Oh, so yeah. Okay, I didn't yeah, realize butterfly. that. Okay. Um, I know that she's most known in inside of Peter David. Fair stuff, enough. Which um, is really all I meant. And she is married to that guy. Yeah. What's his name? Why does he Madras. refer to consistently in the book? Jamie Madras. Yes, but what does Wolverine call him the whole time? Oh, God. What's what did, his name? What's his that name? That guy? Yeah. yeah, that guy. Wolverine won't acknowledge his name. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, so <laughs> he comes to visit the two of them, and Layla sends Madrix out to... You yeah. see him pop up both in Cyclops and Wolverine's story later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And basically connecting some pieces and yeah yeah because it's rosenberg so there won't not be multiple men right yeah my favorite multiple bad bit is he's like hey scott do you need any money and he's like he holds out a hand scott says i could use like a hundred and he duplicates like five times yeah don't spend it all up in place <laughs> <laughs> no but for real though no. yeah like you'll be a problem to do it 
Because <laughs> they all got the same serial numbers, yeah. <laughs> you understand why when you said you didn't read it, I gave you that look? Because this is actually really oh, fucking good. God dang it. Fine. Yeah. Fine. You know what? I'll, I will have no, a lot of time. time. Yeah. Yeah. So we follow that through, and then we get the third story, which is blindfolds. And we see her... From her perspective, where she shows up in these different, and yeah. in, 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 to plugs into their, their different stories, and then we already know how her how her story is going to end yeah. mm-hmm. from the Cyclops story, and it's not. And she has the line in this, yeah. that some I'm going to paraphrase it. I'm not yeah. going to get it dead on, but the line in this is basically that time is infinite. Your life only ends because it runs out it's not that time stops it's that just you stop experiencing it or something like that Mm -hmm. the whole point of which is because she sees everything she still knows that like she only has so long to see everything and this is very this story is basically the countdown to her time running out yeah yeah which you've already seen in scott's Mm -hmm. like if you want to know how brutal this is the last two comments she makes is my gift is seeing the future my curse is knowing that i no longer have one yeah oh you and you want me to read this there were yeah, too many emotions this week already, so, Alex. It, Alex, there were too many emotions. This is like the best X-Men I've read in the last 20 and years. And here's like, Holy I, don't, shit. I don't know if you noticed this, Brian, and this is not, I'm not calling this up because I think it's funny or anything, that would be sick, but because I think it was well-earned after this issue. Yeah. In the letters page, they do have all the contact information for the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Oh, I did notice. Good. I did. Yeah, know, yeah there's a because there are multiple times throughout this issue where there are characters who do basically either directly say or imply that they are suicidal. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Age of X Men, Marvelous X Men. Sorry, Age of X Man. It comes out of my um, mouth one way. I know. I know. <laughs> Age of X Man. Marvelous, Marvelous X Men, yes. number one. So this is this is where they all are. This is where all the rest of the mutants yeah. are. And Meanwhile, inside of probably Legion's brain, yeah, we don't probably know, Legion. Yeah, we don't know exactly, <laughs> but we know it's a constructed world from X, that X Man has created somewhere. Yeah, that uh, cool. Um, and this is the story. So the way this is going to work is there's like five or six different miniseries. And each of them has either a team or a person that they're focusing on. And it's mm-hmm. they have very different kind of themes. Like this one is the X-Men if they were kind of heroes to the world, right? Okay. And it is like the team that the public accepts and loves and yeah. yeah, how this works. And from what I understand, the way this is working, everyone is kind of a mutant now. Yes. The whole world is mutants. Yes. But huh. they're all grown in labs but and raised in schools. That's it's it's kind of the Kryptonian, or at least yeah, how it's they very very Kryptonian, Kryptonian, where like there's no there's no uh, intercourse for sex. You don't have family ties. I mean, to there anyone. aren't even friendships or relationships. Yeah, there's this no friendships or relationships. The entire message yeah. is you are stronger alone. Right. What is the point? Because <laughs> what is the point when you don't have relationships no. and you're alone? Then everyone is the same, and when everyone is the same, everyone is part of the same thing. Now here That's is his mentality. So Ugh. I'm, I'm going to jump yeah. the gun a little bit. Yeah, because I want to get to the thing that, and I'm just going to go ahead and rip the bandaid off here. I think this is very good. I think that the beats of this particular probably marvelous X Men, yeah. probably the whole thing, but at least this issue are very much 
If you've read The Giver, you get where it's going. It's, it's ex- very expensive. Okay, I was going to say, like, 1984, they didn't know there was a camera in the room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the thing that, to me, is the most interesting about this is what I think is going to be the arc for Gene... Mm-hmm. And what is going to be the Apocalypse miniseries, whatever that one's called. Oh, God, the Extracts, I think. Like, as in Extracts. Ex- no, Extracts. Apocalypse yeah. and the Extracts, which is, has a super psychedelic cover. Yeah. Nice. Um, do you want to know what Apocalypse's role in this world is? Keeping everyone from boning down? He No. He is the leader of the cult that wants people oh. to vote down. Oh, yes. oh my god! And yeah. on his side is Kitty Pride. Mm-hmm. All right. And Gene's whole <laughs> and thing Jubilee, this is like, I think, is in that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Gene realizes something fishy is going on, and the one shot that set this up, she and Bishop had been getting together, and he was kidnapped and imprisoned, and that's the Prisoner X book that Vidaiala is writing, right? Which is the imprisoned the people the the people who've been <laughs> caught and imprisoned, right? Yeah. Um, but she had memories wiped, and like that, she can't remember a day, and like that's not normal for her. Yeah. So she realizes something is up, and she's getting these telepathic messages from Apocalypse. And like, I want to see this world where Kitty <laughs> and Jean team up with Apocalypse that are just bone down, pretty much. It's like get to the boning. Yeah. Yeah. Come to the bone zone. So, so this uh-huh. is so yeah. Come, come on wind. down, come to the place where fun never ends. <laughs> you gotta keep saying wow. come, don't you? Come on down. It's time to party with Insaba Noor and friends. Wow. <laughs> um, so the Marvel and pies of all sizes is the mm, is yes. the the approved group, you know, the, of the of the government or the establishment, right? Yeah. Then you have uh, Next Gen is going to be one of these, and that's like the new mutant version. That's the kids who are growing up in what they call Cerebro East or Cerebro West, the yeah. kind of the next generation, right? You have the Amazing Nightcrawler, which is. Um, Kurt, who is part of this, the Marvelous X-Men, this approved group, is also like a super famous Hollywood movie star. And that one's Sean and McGuire. <laughs> I'll be reading that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> then you have Pris- yes. Prisoner X, who are like Bishop, who has is on, was on his third strike when he got caught with Gene. Yeah. Um, are, they're the ones who they don't seem to be able to reform, and so they're the prisoners. Uh, and then you have Apocalypse and the Extracts. Who oh, are this, what? Alpocalypse, you know, okay. the uh, alpaca themed <laughs> alpaca, alpocalypse. Yes, it's wait, isn't that uh, that's uh, that's on Howard that's the new D- Superman yeah. sister, right? No, on, uh, apocalypse <laughs> is is on Spider Ham. Oh, world. okay, all right, uh, gotcha. Yeah. If that's not the case, hey Marvel, get at me. I will write the apocalypse book. <laughs> and then, if I read it right, and this is the one I'm not 100 percent sure of, the extremists are like. The, the they're like the secret police. Yes. Yeah. They're mm. like, like the, the enforcers. Yes. They're the, they're the they're ones mutant who, Gestapo. Yeah. They're the ones who, when Bishop and Gene were found out, they came after them yeah. and arrested Bishop and threw him in. And they're the X-Force. Gene was re-educated. They're the X-Force. Okay. Yeah. So it is yes. very 1984. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Super, super. And yeah. that's how all of these are going to kind of play out. And they're all like, I think, five or six issues, something in that time frame. Cool. Um, and then you ha- we have to assume at the end of that that you know things are going to happen and yeah yeah and then I, they'll be back right <laughs> but yeah this is the in some ways I really enjoy these breaks to other realities mm-hmm. I mean they can be fun kind of like Flashpoint in DC like I thought the Flashpoint world was a super cool yeah. world just because it allows them to do things that they yeah. can never do in yeah I like main canon world. 
I'm so I'm still so torn on this, and I guess that I'm torn as I'm moving the direction toward reading everything because, like, <laughs> my response was, "This is all <laughs> of a side thing this. that it." Well, <laughs> no, it was never. I'm not reading this. It was I'm going to do this in trade because it's yeah. my kind of thing. You're not I reading just, the individual issues of every fucking time. Six you know mini series for six months is all. I could I'm, see. I could also see when this is all done a huge Age of X Men like hardcover that has all of this in it. I mean, it could oh. sit next to my Age of Apocalypse oh, omnibus on my shelf. And it would be beautiful. Yeah. But also, like, I love I love the Omnibuy from, like, a collating a collection, curating a collection kind of mm-hmm. vibe. But, man, they get heavy to sit there. Yeah, and they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I find myself very often, like, if it's a Marvel Omnibus, just looking it up on Marvel Unlimited and being like, hello, shelf copy. Yeah. I love and appreciate you. Everyone can but look I'm at this beautiful hold. thing you that I have beautiful. in my home. You're so heavy, I can't physically yeah. hold you for doing <laughs> I ordered a Spider-Man once, and it accidentally shipped to my parents' house. It was like 12 pounds, and my mother brings it to me and drops it on my desk. And I'm like, oh. she's like, what did you order, bricks? I'm like, well, no, it's sort of. the first 42 issues of Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Which I now have signed by Stan Lee. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so that's what anyway. this is. I actually really, like I said, I enjoyed this. This yeah. is a this is a very different take, and they're doing something new and unique for this limited time. And mm, can't say it. I think I might like some of the others better just from the themes that they're going to set up. But yeah, this was yeah. this is a good start. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm like. I think yeah. I think this, like I said earlier, this is very well executed. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I don't think this is the most interesting piece of this right. world. Right. Um, I really want to see Apocalypse and the Extracts. I really want to see Prisoner X. I really want to see some of the others. But yeah. I think this is so well done that if you are interested in this, this is probably like the cornerstone of everything else. Yeah. Uh, this is like the Uncanny X-Men book that the others <clears throat> kind of go around. Or yeah. Daredevil number one. Mm-hmm. Earlier this week, Chip Zdarsky on Twitter asked everyone not to read reviews. Just to read this and then read, if they wanted to read criticism after that, but to go into this blind. Hey, no pun intended. (laughs) So, in that spirit, hey, Jen, what did you think? He has approved me to say, this good, good book. Hey, Brian, what did you think? This damn good, good book. (laughs) This good, good book. Tony Stark Iron Man, number eight. (laughs) (laughs) It's like not even a bit. This good, good book. Y'all tell me about Tony Stark. So, have we talked about what's actually going on in this book? Uh, we've talked on and off about this okay. book. I feel like about this one escape. kind of flies under our radar of the two Dan bit, Slot yeah. books. I think, and I think honestly, it's because usually when it's out, one or the other, well, didn't get. To I'm on it. the episode and you're not. Or, okay. That's really how that works. Okay, well, that's fair. That's <laughs> it's fair. not so much one or the other of us. Yeah, I think this comes out on weeks when you've had stuff going on. Yeah, and I, I'll be honest. I, I know until probably last issue, I was behind three or four issues too. So that I maybe just got caught too. up too. Yeah. I think this has been an is it still good a lot. Um, we're in the second arc of this, which is more like a second act because hello, Dan yes. Slot. <laughs> yes. Actually, much. it's funny. He, he, he was on Twitter. Um, I think this was a couple of weeks ago, maybe about a month ago now talking about his Spider-Man run and the impression that a lot of people have that it's arc after arc after arc. And he actually broke down the run. And I don't know that I'd really put two and two together on this because of the way it gets collected in trade. And that's how, honestly, I read most of his run mm-hmm. about, about half of his run. Yeah. It is a lot of one-shots and single issues, and then like two to three, maybe four issue arcs, and the occasional event. 
It's just so long that the events become the tent poles and they're what people remember. This is the opposite of that. This is this very is a, much a multi-structure. Yeah, yes, absolutely. So we are, we're into the second act of this issue. The first mm-hmm. act was Tony is getting ready to roll out Escape, which is basically the, the oasis from Ready Player Ready One. Ready Player One, right. And it rolled out in issue six or seven. I think issue seven. Some, yeah, at some point along there. And the controller has been kind of dogging him this whole time. He's got his head of security under his control. And he, at the end of the last issue, gave everyone who had been banned for behavior access back into the escape. And has hacked the, like, Iron Man-style faceplate. So, yeah, so the, the VR headset for this is an Iron Man mask. Yeah. He has hacked those to... Act more like an ARG than a VR setup. Yes. So these people are actually physically moving through the world and like they're wandering into actual weapons caches and picking them up and then gunning down people on the street thinking they're orc barbarians or whatever. Yeah, or like, you know, throwing throwing grenades into storefronts to blow up the the World War II bunker or whatever. And he has specifically targeted people who have been banned for behavior problems. Who have turned around and blocked Tony because of this. Right. Who are being manipulated, but also are coming from problematic places. And it's very much like a fictionalized version of Twitter bot culture. Yes. Like the way that bots feed negative behavior in mm-hmm. Comicsgate and other communities. Uh, it's really clever in that way. In more specific terms, like, Tony is in this world and he's trying to fight these people off, and his biological mom, Amanda, has been sort of trapped in this secret room like you get in an actual video game um, with Motherboard, who has stylized herself, who is an AI who has stylized herself after Tony's biologic, or adopted, adopted mother. Adopted mother, right. Um, and who's trying to assert herself over Amanda as being more legitimate because Tony cares for her more. And pulls Tony in the middle of this fight with the controller who's trying to usurp control of the escape. Uh, controller trying to control? Yeah. Yeah. Who's hulked out, basically. Tony's like, I should have brought my yeah, 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 armor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, the story of controller is as he controls people, he siphons their yeah. mm-hmm. kind of like their life force. And that, the more, it's almost like venom to him. Like yeah. the more he does, the bigger and hulkier and bulkier mm-hmm. he yeah. gets. And he's like, he's controlling hundreds of thousands of people in this thing. So he is just like, he's like three times the size of a Hulk. He's yeah. like just huge. Um, he's, he's the boss fight. Is he? Because <laughs> he hasn't even unveiled his final form. Right. Oh no. <laughs> yes. Um, in the middle of all of this, alongside Wasp and Rhodey, mm-hmm. Tony's armor is like, hey, yeah, I'm not really Friday. I'm motherboard. I've been pretending to be Friday. And you wouldn't have embedded me in your armor if you didn't want it to be a fully immersive VR system. So this is your reality now. Okay, thanks. Bye. Oh, my God. Come prove to me that you love me more than your biological mom. Yeah. And that ends with Tony taking a drink from yeah, so A.R.G. T- Howard. So Tony walks into, yeah, Tony walks into this room where Amanda is in, you know, his biological mother, mm-hmm. and motherboard as his adopted mother, Maria Stark, isn't it Maria? Maria, yes. Yeah, Maria Stark. <laughs> Howard and Maria. And Howard is also there, right? And Tony walks in, and it's the, it's like very clearly the 60s Iron Man costume. 
that he's in, and he pulls it off, and he's that he's that he looks just like Howard. He's that super Playboy sixties Tony mm-hmm. Stark, and Howard hands him a martini, and he just says, "Oh, mm-hmm. thanks," and downs it. No, yeah. yeah. Now here's the thing: it is in VR, but like psychologically, yeah. no different, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I like very much the th- so there are kind of two themes running through Slots Run on this so far. And we all know slot plays long game. Huh, yeah. The first of this is this sort of Twitter culture thing we've talked about. But the other is that Tony is, for all intents and purposes, a facsimile of himself. Back in the Fraction Run, he wiped his mind and replaced it with a copy of his mind, a backup, because he didn't want Norman Osborn, who at the time was Secretary of Defense to get the registry from Civil War, which was only in his head. Gotcha. So he wiped it with a version of himself that didn't know that. After the Bendis run, at the end of the Bendis run, after the events of Civil War II, he, like, regrew a body in a lab. Right. So for all intents and purposes, the Tony who exists now is 0% original Tony. Yeah. He doesn't have the memories, and he doesn't, he doesn't have the brain, and he doesn't have the body. So... The idea that he is a copy already kind of has rocked his sense of reality. Right. Right. And one could argue that the whole thing with Janet is, well, this is a thing from his past that has come back in his present, and this maybe bridges that gap. But at the same time, his sobriety would be the other thing. (sighs) So if he's a fake and a digital version of him, I'm not saying he's really fake, but like psychologically, if he sees himself as fake, if he sees himself as a copy... And a version of him that is digital, which is what his memories are anyway, takes a drink. How is that any different? Like That's where this book is at at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, which is, if you've seen the cover this week, like that is that is one of the most imagery-rich covers. Yeah. Like, it is just, oh. It is literally him, like, in the Iron Man armor, drowning in a rocks glass. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> It's both beautiful and awful at the same time. Poor Tony. Yeah. He's done so much. Oops, we ended this week's books on a doubter. Oh, no! <laughs> it's time for Is It Still Good? I was going to say, we still get still good. We do, but... <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, we say it's a downer. It's it's a damn good story, though. So, yeah. yeah. It's so good. I mean, hey, that dead slot guy's also got a future. Oh, man, I'll tell you <laughs> what. Some of these people can write. Yeah. So, yeah. The Wrong Earth, number six. Dragonfly Man and the Dragonfly have both read the same Shakespeare, and we learn that there's something in the water. And now this book is on hiatus until next year. Snap Flash Hustle number two. Uh, This is a very cutthroat world, and it's not all pillow fights and splashing pain on each other. (laughs) Somebody's dead. Oh, no. Yeah. The Empty Man number four, Jin. The Empty Man world might be another dimension created by somebody's vacant mind. And, Lord, that got preachy. <laughs> like Chris Pratt on The Colbert Report. <laughs> Not Colbert Report. Late Night with Stephen Colbert. Not even. Not even that bad. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you guys saw that, right? Yeah. I have oh. not seen it. but My dude, Chris calm. Pratt went on, went on the late show with yeah. St- Stephen Colbert, and Stephen asked him about his diet, and he went <laughs> on this like diatribe about religion and faith, and he heard about this from his pastor, so he decided he'd try it, and like, okay. Yeah. I love Chris Pratt. 
movies. <laughs> Folks, Fair enough. I have no problem with you believing what you want to believe, and I have no, no problem with you saying that on TV. That's fine. Yeah. The problem here is, and this is where I wanted to get to, is like Chris Pratt goes to a church that is very anti-LGBTQ, and Ellen Page called him out this week. And I just want to hug Ellen Page. Girl. Ellen Page I called I always him kind out. of want to hug Ellen Page. Yeah. Um, for being like, yeah, you go there, that's fine, but you know they're this way, and you're going there is a tacit admission that you're okay with that, and that's not okay. Yeah. And she was also on Colbert, either early this week or late last week, and really called out people for that kind of bullshit, so, yeah. Mm. Like, Ellen Page, good, good Mm -hmm. person. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We review people now. It's it's our new podcast. Hey, Peopleology. 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 TM, TM, TM. Team. Wow. Hey, Brian. Yeah. Explain to me in one sentence using one conjunction. <laughs> Deathstroke number 40. <laughs> Have fun. Have fun, motherfucker. Um. <laughs> oh. Rose does more for Two-Face than possibly anybody ever has. And Jericho helps free his father. Oh. The end. Oh, that's, the end. That's... that's it. No more. I haven't even used an and yet. That was those. Those were. You get two independent clauses joined oh, by one conjunction. Those were two independent. Even if clauses. I didn't use the conjunction, okay, that was. Yeah. Okay. There is so much going on here. This is my point. We have to break format for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, then he fights an alien invasion horde. That or does he? He because, being Deathstroke. Yeah, he fights an alien invasion horde and kills all these advanced guards, uh, except everybody else sees them as just bums. Uh oh. Yeah, like, or maybe they are this, just bums. This intru- this issue introduces so much ambiguity. I mean, this whole arc really introduces a lot of ambiguity, and the thing it leaves in the air is. Is Deathstroke insane, or is he seeing the only that person people, who can right. see what huh. is going on? Well, one of a couple of people, but yeah, yeah. yeah. The other being a the other Deathstroke parody who refers person. to him as Mister Liefold. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, that was I, pretty... like I said Deathstroke. I meant Deadpool. A Deadpool. Yeah, parody. a Deadpool parody. Yes, and it's not Red Tool. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! So now there's two in uh-huh. the DC universe. Yeah, yeah. And like they're like, oh, might be the smartest person writing comics. Yeah, and then uh, because like the the beacon that's some that's allowing them to summon and teleport here is like an old crack TV with a coat hanger for an antenna. Yeah, Hmm. Mm. yeah. And then the very last three pages of this is Robin and uh, Wallace Wallace West in the cell at Arkham that Deathstroke was in, Mm -hmm. and. Robin kind of analyzing this. And, of course, you know, Wallace was part of Deathstroke's team in Defiance. Right. right? And then left. And it's basically Robin saying, you know, okay, something, we, we're going to figure out what's going on here because something is not right, essentially. Um, and it's leading to this crossover between Teen Titans and Deathstroke that's coming up called... And uh, also Marvel. The, the Terminus um, yeah. Agenda. Yeah. yeah. We've gone... The Atlanta agenda. We've gone way too far <laughs> into know, yeah, this yeah. one, so I'm going to say Yeah, let's on. keep going. Yep. Uh, Green Arrow, number 49, Brian. Um, Arsenal's death turned Green Arrow's world upside down, and then Count Vertigo did it again. <laughs> Oops, he did it again. 
Green Lantern number four. Uh, here comes the sun, and I'm gonna eat it. <laughs> Justice League number seventeen, Brian. Martian Manhunter and his old BFF uh, have a moment, and then the BFF realizes that all that may have really happened. Hey, can I ask a question? Uh huh. Did you get to the twist before the book got to the twist? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. I think it's oh, yeah. built that way. I wasn't sure if it was just a me thing or like, especially if you know, like I didn't get the whole, you know, when they go through the explanation of the name yeah. and what this means and that means and blah blah blah, and it leads to this. I didn't get all that, yeah. right? But I got who that was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Who his BFF was? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm gonna call spoilers real quick because I want to say what the do twist you? in this was. I okay. do. I do want right. to say it. We learn in this that Martian Manhunter, while he was like an experimental subject, was friends with Lex Luthor. <sighs> Yeah, so kids. we found out like either last issue or two issues ago that Martian Manhunter was kidnapped when he was a little kid. Like, that was last issue. Okay, not counting the yeah, anyway. like when he was like seven, eight, six, seven, eight, right? And is that Martian years or standard Earthen? The Martian physiological Whatever. equivalent of an of okay. an Earthling yeah, seven, right. eight year old. So, <laughs> he, and he, it, we find out it was Lionel Luther's organization that had him and was testing him, trying to create this thing. And Luther was there, and like they became best friends. And Luther okay. had superpowers. Don't oh. forget that part. Yeah, that part too. What? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Young Justice number two. Yeah. Tim Drake rides a fucking unicorn into <sighs> battle, and what else matters in this world? <laughs> Jenny Hex, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jenny Hex. But there was a and, book with a unicorn, and I didn't read it. And, there was a book with a unicorn, and you didn't read it. Oh, and Cassie, no. Cassie has a real. Uh, growth moment with her grandfather. <laughs> no, it's not. An, okay. you know, nothing, it's nothing, not. Yeah, nothing like it's that. It's a good thing. Yeah, as Martha Stewart would say. Yeah. Hey, Jen. <laughs> curse words number twenty. I've, I've already forgotten what happens in this book. Uh, wizard dicks and koalas. <laughs> there were no wizard dicks. In, oh, we find out. <laughs> oh wait, no wait. <laughs> <laughs> there, wait a minute, dicks. That reminds me. We find out exactly how the whole world was created. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't mean like physical. Dick. We meant like wizards who are dick. Wizard dick. It's the implication of dick. Well, no, there was a dick involved in the creation of whole world. There were several. Of course, there was. Did the dick go into the whole world, or no? The whole world came out of it. Oh, so the whole world is wizard jizz. No, no, it's not. It's jizzard whiz. It's jizzard whiz. No, it's not. It's something something Philly cheesesteaks. It's ingested and pissed out. <laughs> Oh, it's a kidney stone. <laughs> no, it's no. Okay, no, no. Just read it. No, just read it. No, you should just read it. All right. My parents once thought I was a kidney stone. <laughs> a natural number Truth. seven. Truth. <laughs> uh, me, right? Yes. Um. Everyone's on the run from evil skull face person. Okay. I only needed wooden claws. As guardians of the galaxy number six. Everyone wants the Nagflar fleet, so Loki takes everyone to Angela's ex-girlfriend. Champions number two, Brian. Miles makes the war steal to save everybody. Immortal Hulk number 13, Brian. Bruce makes the worst deal to save everybody. Um, 
Bruce beats the sh- Hulk beats the shit out of a whole dimension, and, <laughs> and and Bruce reaches out to who may be the most important person in his life for help. X twenty three number nine, Brian. Um, Laura goes to investigate where their new cyborg clone came from, while Gabby makes friends. <laughs> The Savage Shores, number three. Uh, hey, British colonialism might have been a bad thing. <laughs> Wasted Maybe. space, number six. Two gods walk into the void and have a, walk into a void and have a conversation. And Brian flashes me the cover of Deadpool. Hey, Brian, yeah. Deadpool number what number is that? Nine. Deadpool number nine. Yeah, maybe I missed it on my list. You You missed it on your list. Um, Yeah, this is a Valentine's Day story, and um, Wade discovers why he shouldn't pretend he's in a detective noir film with Jessica Jones. She will fucking hurt you if you're dead. She would be both the detective and the femme fatale. You don't need a Deadpool in that formula, (laughs) which I imagine is the point. Yeah, Yeah, he's the goon. Yeah. Well, she walks into her office and he's sitting behind her desk. So, <laughs> okay. so he is the that tells, that tells That's exactly that. how yeah. I imagine that. And, and he, by the end, he learns he shouldn't <laughs> call her dame or broad. <laughs> yeah, could have told you that, bud. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. April 2019, solicitations. Princeless, book eight, princesses, number one, from Action Lab. This is Jeremy Whitley doing... As Princeless comes toward its conclusion, he is checking in with each of the sisters so far and kind of seeing where they're at. So this is going to be, the way I read it is like almost a series of one-shots. Um, I imagine building toward a point. But uh, yeah, we okay. like Princeless here. And if you're not in on it, get caught up and then jump in with this. Yeah. Jen and Brian, uh-huh. tell me about Mary Shelley Monster Hunter from Aftershock. Mary Shelley hunts monsters. That's how she really came up with Frankenstein. I don't know that I love that premise, though. Yeah, so... That, the, that's how she really came up with Frankenstein. That That's taking all of her creativity, creativity away. away. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I get But that. I do, I do want like to see her story, kick ass, right? though. It sounds like a fun story, though. Yeah. That's why, but yeah. So, yeah, this this is Mary Shelley literally as, you know, Van Helsing monster hunter type mm-hmm. person. And, also, I put this on my list because it has her sisters in the solicitation. Um, Fanny's going to be there. I don't really care about that. But if there is some good, good Claire Claremont, you know I'm all about that. <laughs> you know I got that. Yeah. Tell us about Claire Claremont real quick. Oh, Claire Claremont was Mary Shelley's sister and like the only person in her life to make it past 35. Um, she lived to be like 83, I think. I, I know a lot about Claire Claremont if you want me to keep going. Um, no, I, I know nothing about Claire Claremont. She gave so. birth to Lord Byron's daughter, Allegra. Um, she was pretty much Mary Shelley's best friend throughout life and uh, kind of just got shit on by the group a lot, even though she wrote more than all of them combined. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I, cool. I, I enjoy her, her life story, even though it's very sad. Cool. I know, I know a lot about quickly. Like oh. I can tell. <laughs> uh, what do you know about Replacer number mm. one? This is a story about a family in the 90s and something tragic happens to them. The The father has a stroke and falls ill and becomes disabled. And um, what's really cool about this, in the story, 
The youngest child thinks that his dad has been possessed by a demon, but this is a true story about the writer's life dealing with having a disabled parent growing up. Oh. Yeah. Shit. So you get to see, like, all of this raw, like, tragic shit that happened for real. Yeah. And how he actually processed it. I was going to do, like, a Pixies replacer <clears throat> thing, but now I don't feel something. No. Like nope. Nope. No, now this sounds super interesting. Yeah, it does. Uh, also from Aftershock, Orphan Age, number one. This is Ted Anderson writing, who did Moth and Whisper. And this is about a world where basically all the adults disappear. I don't know if they got Logan's run or raptured, but the adults oh, went right. away. This is the tribe. Yeah. This yeah. is the tribe. I don't know the tribe. Okay. It's, the... A, it's a New Zealand like soap opera where it's just the kids running the world. Ah, so like Lord of the Flies, but on a global scale. Yeah. yeah. Or, or the old Star Trek episode where they go to the planet where there's no adults. Yeah. It has been 20 years since all the adults disappeared and... The world is run by the new church, and I don't know. It's the guy who wrote Moth and Whisper, and Moth and Whisper was really fucking good. So, like, read it. Can I just say that if there's anyone else out there in this world who remembers the tribe, please get at me so we can talk about it, because I, I, I need to. Yeah. I need to. Where should they get at you? At Jen Jill, I guess. On Twitter. On Twitter. Or, yeah. yeah, whatever. Or they can get at Panelology, and Panelology will redirect them. That's true. You. Yeah. yeah. Uh... Speaking of Moth and Whisper. Yeah. That trade is out. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be getting that. Yep. Such a good fucking book. Um, Jughead the Hunger versus Vampironica, number one of five. I believe... I mean, I don't believe. I know. This is the first time two <laughs> of the Archie Horror series have crossed over. Yes. Cool. Um, and we're not sure how it's going to happen because they are from different worlds. Are they? Yeah, because in the Jughead world... The vampires killed all the... I mean, the, the werewolves killed all the vampires. And then the Vampironica world, the vampires killed all of the werewolves. Oh, hey, you know, it does oh, say snap. that in the solicitation copy. <laughs> does it? Yeah. yeah. Hey, we've had a lot of that. Uh, I, I didn't read the whole thing, and I jumped to conclusions <laughs> yeah. this week. So, but obviously, some, somehow they cross over. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, sounds interesting, though. You got your Jughead in my Vampironica. You Whoa. got my Vampironica in your Jughead. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. I don't know. It'll be cool. Yeah. Um, Faithless, number one. Brian, you and I both have this on our lists. You tell me about it. So this is uh, Boom Studios, um, and this is Brian Azzarello, which yeah, it is, is. I mean, yeah. that, that by itself. And then, um, well, the synopsis is, is Faith, Sex, the Devil. Yeah. Um, and it is um, this girl who likes to dabble in magic. But her friends think it's just a joke and like, you know. They're put off by it. it. Kind of, yeah. Like they think it's cute and just some, yeah. It's just part of her quirky charm. Right. Oh my God. Except that it turns out that it's kind of not. And yeah. Yeah. And Hill's like, hey girl, hey, mm-hmm. hey girl, you call us? This is also like sex criminals and occasionally unnatural getting uh, adult variants too. Ooh. Which is a trend I'm kind of into, not for pervy reasons, but because like the the... The like DC thing with Batman Dam well, partly that. But also like the DC thing with Batman Damned of we're gonna put his dick in there. Oh no, we're not no no no, we're so sorry, it's not gonna be in any future printings. Like own the thing. It's a book about sex. Okay, cool. Yeah. Don't shy away from it. Yeah. I kinda like also, the books that are about sex. It's just a fucking dick, yo. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be a big deal as long as you make one out of it. And I like right. that I don't know. It's a weird soapbox. Well, thing. yeah, because they draw it, they can make it as big as they want. <laughs> right. Exactly. It was very it's kind of a big deal. It was, yeah. <laughs> Although he did seem to be a half chub, so there's that. Mm. 
Rocco's Modern Afterlife. I knew, I knew one of you would put that on the list. <laughs> I was surprised Jen didn't have it on her. Well, it's because I haven't finished Rocco yet. I don't know that it comes directly out of that. I mean, those were like two-issue stories anyway. Okay. Like, you didn't have to read any. Like, if you read one and two or three and four. Then yes, it's seven. on my list. Yeah. <laughs> um, Zombies. This is an entire mini-series. This is about basically everyone in uh, O-Town getting zombified. I know. I have to stop and be like, that's not right. No, that's no, right. No, that's, that's exactly time. right. And the band is not named mm-hmm. after the town in Rockford. Everyone in 98 Degreesburg huh. gets zombified. <laughs> 98 Degreesburg. That needs to be like a town next door. Yeah. Well, you, you, you point due north and then you turn 98 degrees west. Yes. And it's just kind of south, south. I'm sorry. It's just kind of west, southwest. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it's all fine and good until Heifer gets zombified and Rocco's oh, going to no. do something about it. Oh, no. Yeah. Didn't we have zombies in an, in an episode of Rocco's Modern Life once? Probably. I'm pretty sure we did. Because I remember Filbert zombie. Yeah. With his, like, pink brain coming out the top. Yeah. All right. This one is only on my list, but I know that's got to just because Jin did her list in a hurry. Xena Warrior Princess number one. Mm. Because we talked about this one. Yeah. Oh, Vita Ayala's right. Yeah, no. Yeah. Is that is that's IDW, right? I didn't look at the IDW. It's Dynamite. Oh, Dynamite? Dynamite, yeah. yeah. Oh, why did I think it was? Oh. Anyway, I, I didn't look at Dynamite either, so there we go. Maybe that's why. <laughs> there are a few that I look at for yeah. solicitations. Because um, I, mean, I know you guys are going to cover the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. If Fair Vita is writing a thing, it's Fair probably going to make it on my list at least yeah. to try. Um, this is very much going to be Buffy territory for me. In fact, I know even less about Xena than I do about Buffy. Jesus I, I know Christ. nothing about Xena. Jesus I'm like, Christ. how I don't this know anything like, about Xena is okay, pretty amazing. When you guys finally go and watch these fucking shows, you're going to be like, Jen makes so much more sense oh, now. I'm okay. never going to watch Buffy. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, I know, but I've seen all Buffy. But. <sighs> I'm probably never going to watch Xena. <sighs> I quit. I quit the show. Bye, guys. No, nope, I'm done. Nope, I quit. Bye. Lies. I don't believe you. You say that, and then we'll reschedule Chip again, and you'll yeah, be right back Yeah, I'll be right back. back. Yeah. Who's mine? Yeah, I know how to keep you here. <laughs> anyway, Xena, it's going to be good, because it's Vita Ayala. Anyone else can tell you more about Xena than I can. Yeah. I know um, she did that stupid, lee, 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 whatever thing. <laughs> You're stupid. You're stupid. It was just that one, that one thing I found. I found that noise so obnoxious. I don't know why, but... There's a village of super You're strong kids. <laughs> Brian. Yes. Tell me about Eve Stranger, number one. Eve Stranger. This is uh, Black Crown, which is the, one of the IDW imprints. Um, and I, like I almost, it, it, it's like three sentences. I just want to read. I'm just going to read this list because it. it's the best. But you have to do it in your best movie narrator voice. You have unlimited funds, a jet set lifestyle, and extraordinary abilities. And your bloodstream is filled with nanobombs. The contents of a syringe will deactivate them for a week and also wipe your memory. So what happens when you develop a sneaking suspicion that you're actually working for the bad guys? Eve Stranger, amnesiac for hire. So do nanobombs just like constantly drop food at you? Uh, <laughs> bananas specifically. No, no, no. Because your nana's always trying to feed you. Oh, na- uh... yes. <laughs> exactly, yes. Yeah, and it's really good food, too. <laughs> well, it used to, you remember it being really good when well, you were, like, fair, yeah. little. Yeah, but right. now you're going, this has either too much or not enough salt, and I can't decide yeah, which. Yeah, I can't decide which. <laughs> no, but this, um, you, you know. Poor what, nana. What made, what it made me think of when I read this was Dollhouse. Oh. Uh- 
Ooh. Right? Where, yeah. like, every time you forget It's another one again, you're never going to watch, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, but, God, I love that show. Yeah. And I loved the whole thing of she could be a completely different person the next time because she never knew what yeah. she was before, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, this sounds super cool to me. I like it. And I'm looking forward to getting another Black Crown book because it's been a while. Curse words, spring has sprung one shot, Jen. <laughs> yeah. You just is... want to see Wizard in a in a banana hammock. I've already done that. No, that was the summer Again. special. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're good. Uh, yeah, this is the unofficial end of the trilogy. Oh, okay. Unless they make another one. Who knows? Yeah, it could be um, like Hitchhiker's Guide, a five book, a five book trilogy. It would, it would be It would be four. Because it's seasonal. Because we had a winter special and then the summer special. And now we're going to get the spring one. And it's going to love us all around. Everywhere I look around. Something. Love is in the air. I don't know. Singing things. Woo. I was trying to come up with that fifth season from Hello from the Magic Tavern and suggest that they do a book for it. But I'm blanking. The fire season. What's the fire season called? Uh, Vish, Vishtosh. Vishtosh. Yeah, Yeah. Vishtosh. They should do a Vishtosh special just to confuse the fuck out of it. They should, and it's just people screaming in the sound of crackling flames. (laughs) For 20 pages. (laughs) Rat Queen special, Swamp Romp one shot. Uh, This is on my list. It was not on mine because I missed it. Because, Because. do you know why this is on my list? I do not. Ryan Ferrier, who wrote the first eight issues of Mm -hmm. Spongebob, is writing this. And it is the beginning of his run as new ongoing writer of Rat Queens. What? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Along with uh, Priscilla uh, Petraites as artist. Okay. So... And without getting too much into, like, gossip, innuendo stuff... Um, shit happened. Shit happened with Rat Queens. Like, there was a lot of baggage that right. went on behind the scenes on the production yeah. of the book. Um, both in terms of the original artist and then, like, fan reaction to new artists coming on. And the reason the book kind of rebooted from a new number one was... Be- and the writer, Curtis, we went on record, and he said, you know, look, this got so dark, this got away from me, and I wanted to start with a new mm-hmm. chapter. And admittedly, I haven't picked up the trades for the new stuff yet. I don't know whether that happened or not. It, it is not as dark as... And I haven't seen him comment on that. But I think maybe maybe it's a good idea mm-hmm. that if he's still struggling with that, and I don't yeah. know if he is or not, but maybe he is if he's passing it on to Step me right away now, for a while. Then he let someone and... else take yeah. it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think maybe this, I, I would have to assume this is a good jumping on point if you haven't been reading Rat Queens, which Probably. is a wonderful book. Mm-hmm. Um, even with all of those kinds of things there, like it's still a really great book. Um, and Ryan <laughs> Ferrier, like I, said, I, I know, I know him from other things, but I know him from Spon- from SpongeBob Rocco. Oh yeah, you said uh, SpongeBob. Yeah, I, yeah. my brain from, like yeah. corrected that. It does that yeah, a lot with you. I just realized I did that as <laughs> as I was coming back to like I know him from the Rocco comic, the first yeah. eight issues yeah. of that ongoing. Um, I think. He, like started out as a letter. I think that's most of what I know him from. Uh, I know that no to be idea. the case. In fact, because uh, if you follow him on Twitter, it says writer and letterer. Um, oh, yeah, there you go. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. He's a funny guy, and I think that'll be good. Uh, section zero. That's also a me thing. I just kind of have these in order and things marked as who did them. Um, this is a six issue miniseries. 
that is described as Jack Kirby does the X-Files. Oh, dang. I did see that. I forgot to put that on my yeah. list because because of that description. Yeah. And that description alone is enough for me yeah. to at least God, check I'm, it out. I'm having trouble wrapping my head around that. Yeah. <laughs> It's about adventurers doing, you know, uncovering secrets behind UFOs, monsters, and lost civilizations. So it's the funny and also good episodes of the X-Files. Yeah, I've never seen it, but I'll... God! Alex! My entire childhood is just like null and void to you. (laughs) Not all of it. 404, file not found. File not found. What can I say? I lived a weirdly sheltered life. Yes, you did. Please, please help. All right. War of the Realms territory. So, Marvel's next big event, War of the Realms, yes, which is kind of the capstone to Jason Aaron's Thor run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We get War of the Realms number one and two. Jason Aaron is writing a lot of these. Yes, which will be a, it. It will be a total of a six part. Yeah, War of the Realms is. Yeah, we get War of the Realms War Scrolls, which is kind of the equivalent of the like War jor- War Journals okay. books in other events. Or, you know, it's the kind of, Maybe like, the anthology the Spider-Verse stuff yeah. for the, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that that one's going to, I'm, I'm very excited for that one. Yeah? Yeah. Tell me why. There's a backup in it. Well, also, it's Daredevil gets the side of the Bifrost and stuff happens. But there's a backup in it that is Howard the Duck by Chip and Joe Canunis. <sighs> yeah. But then we also have... Mm-hmm. A quartet of writers on a single five-issue miniseries who are not new to comics, per se, but are new to Marvel. Yes. And are certainly not new to us. Are certainly not new to us. (laughs) Clint, Justin, Travis, and Griffin McElroy are writing War of the Realms Journey into Mystery. Yeah, just shorthand, this one is War of the Realms McElboys. McElboys. I noticed that. Um, and this will star Miles Morales, Kate Bishop, Wonder Man, and Balder the Brave. God, can you imagine Kate Bishop in the hand of the McElroys? <laughs> I really want to know, like, there are four characters called out of this, and there are four of them, like... Who's writing they, which one? Are they d and this uh, and then I, That's just, what I want to know. Are yeah, they playing like, it out and then writing it down? Is that what they're doing? Yeah. That would be so fun. I would need to see video okay. of this. Right? right. Like, yes. <laughs> Marvel put out some content. I feel like this is actually pretty easy. Pretty easy. Uh, Miles is Balder is definitely Travis, and Wonder Man is definitely Clint. Yeah. Okay, so we're saying if if they're writing, if them they individually, were each writing one individually, yeah. then um, Kate Bishop is. No, I think that I think Travis is doing her. You think Travis is Kate? Yeah. Yeah. And who's I would, Balder? Yeah. Justin? Yeah. Because yeah. Griffin has to be Miles. Yeah. Griffin is Miles. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah that fits. Tiny little Spider Man. Yeah. Okay. That all fits. Precious Spider Boy. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, it's going to be a good, good, good oh, book. Yeah, it's going to be so fun. That's going to be so fun. I can't wait to read that. Yeah. Thanos number one. This is Teeny Howard writing about death-related characters. I'm fucking reading it. <laughs> all right. All, yeah. all the more the realms is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, this is about Thanos and his daughter Gamora. Uh, Marvel team up number one. Another thing I'm excited for, but Jen, it's also on your list. So tell me about it. Yeah, I specifically put this on my list because it's e viewing. Yeah, um, I freaked the fuck out at this yeah, announcement. And it's it's uh, Miss Marvel and Spider Man teaming up specifically. Peter, period. which is yeah. like 
a pairing that kind of happened a little bit early on in the Miss Marvel book and that yeah. I love like this idea of him now as mentor to her as basically him. Right. Like high school superhero right. trying to balance and not always like I love that pairing so much. Mm-hmm. And to stop my foot at it. <laughs> yes. Apparently. <laughs> and I'm not going to be able to cut that cuz it was on the last syllable of that word. Oh dang. It's yep. okay. Sorry. This can be good. Yep. Sorry. Uh, also, very quickly, Shuri number seven, which I'm mentioning A, because you should be reading Shuri, it's very good. And because B, we have a guest writer on a short arc, one Vita Ayala. Ooh. Yeah. And then presumably Nadia Okorafor is coming back on, is my understanding, All right. uh, after two or three issues. Yeah, just a break. Yeah. yeah. Brian, mm-hmm. tell me about Morning in America number one. This is uh, Magdalene Visaggio. Um, so it's written, set in 1983. And these, there's like a series of disappearances that affect this like small town in Ohio. And then suddenly these strange monsters start appearing and it's up to, as they described here, an intrepid girl gang of no account teen delinquents to figure out what's going on. Mm. Yeah. Just a bit of like a side trivia on this. Mags tweeted that there was a different working title for this book. Uh-huh. American Carnage. And then Brian Hill released American, American Carnage, Carnage, and she had to change the oh, title. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I mean, she was very cool about it. She yeah. thought it was hilarious. Yeah. So, like, <sighs> I can just imagine going, but no. <laughs> but it was mine. But no. Yeah. It's too perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is just, I mean, her writing, especially, <clears throat> like, small groups of teens, is, mm-hmm. like, really, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, just look at Quantum Teens or Go. And, oh, yeah. 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 All right. I have a book on my list. Uh-huh. And I'm going to be very honest. I remember reading an article about this book a couple of weeks ago and being like, oh, that sounds super fucking cool. And from just the solicitation by itself, like, it sounds cool, but I don't remember exactly what it was that had like, me so triggered hooked. you? Yeah. But I, like, the, the cover art, I'm like, yeah, I think I even shared one of the covers with, with Jen. Well, what is like, it? I have yeah, to read Yeah, tell me this. and I'll know. Queen of Bad Dreams, number one. Yes. Involved. Oh. And I do not remember the exact reason why I was so into this. Um, they compare it in the solicitation like Sandman, Unwritten, Bitch Planet, Shade the Changing Girl, and other young animal books. Which is definitely like my speed. Yeah. But there's something in whatever interview I read or whatever that I know was the hook. Um, this is the voodoo girl mm, that, moved, that moves from like England back to... Louise, or moves from to Louisiana, is that right? Is no. That this, one? this is about like a dream entity that shows up as a figment of a dreamer's uh, right, mind. Right, 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 right. Okay. And then like yeah, two yeah. different versions of it show up in the same world. Yes, and yes. Okay. Yeah. So about an investigator trying to like reconcile the differences. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I know that's weird to say. Like, I know there was some hook that's not in the solicitation that is what got me, but being totally honest... I know there was, and I remember being super excited for this. But whatever it is, isn't in the solicitation. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah, I mean, mm, you say cool, that's like really kind of shitty on my part. Well, okay, fair, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I'm being honest here. I know there's something more than just what's on the page that is what happened. But what's well, on the page also it does let's, sound let's, very let's cool. It still sounds like Vault. Vault is yeah. kind of batting a thousand right now, so. Yeah. yeah. Um Brian. Yes. Speaking of vault, vault mm-hmm. I almost said Faraday. Fair lady. Fair lady. Fair lady. 
Yeah, Jen, I want you to hear about this one. So this is uh, Brian Shermer. Good grief, I can't talk. <laughs> um, but so it it starts out where it's after the epic of the fantasy is ended. So it says, you know, like every fantasy epic, there's a war at the end of the, you know, there's the huge battle. This is after that, and the one person who, uh, the, the girl who posed as a man to join the army, so mm-hmm. the whole, you know, Mulan type thing, mm-hmm. right? Um she comes back and gets awarded basically uh, a license to become a private investigator, which mm-hmm. is only given to veterans apparently or something like that. So she's the only fair – they're called fairmen. Mm-hmm. So she's the only fair lady. and But, of course, she gets no respect and gets the cases nobody wants and all that. And, of course, one of them turns out to be this huge deal of some kind. Uh, but the hook – the line that got me in this was um, it has the procedural case solving of like Magna P.I. or Fables. But set in a vibrant Rat Queens-like fantasy world. Yeah, I read the solicitation after having read Female Furies oh, this yeah, week, and enough. I was like, no, I don't need it anymore. <laughs> I'm done. Well, and here's the thing. I don't know how much of that is just kind of prologue mm-hmm. to what's going to happen, right. which I'll be honest, in this case, I'm hoping that it is. I don't want that to be the, you know, part of, part of of a big part of this story. Um I mean, I guess it can be, but like, I feel like, kind of like you, I feel like I'm getting that in in the Furies. I'm getting so much rage in Furies. Um, But yeah, but just the idea of a procedural that takes place in like that kind of fantasy world sounds super cool to me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Next week's books to read there. Next week's books to read. Yay, yay. And I think. (laughs) Yeet. I think this is the first time all three of us have put the same book on our list. Have we really? Go us. We're all in agreement. Oh, Written I, by I, Mark I, Russell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder okay. Twins number one. Fair I was going to say, oh, wait, I bet I know. With what good, it is. good Stephen Bernard. Yeah. And I'll make a confession. I have no attachment to the Wonder Twins whatsoever, but I love me some Mark Russell writing. So I am down for this. I have a very small attachment to the Wonder Twins. But I love Mark Russell, so I will be reading this. Yeah, yeah. Then the the like the, the three like a three page preview for this has been in a lot of books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't read any of those Wonder Comics previews though. They've all been so good that I'm just like I'm going to read the book, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't need it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I just look through the art. It's just it, yeah, it, same. Like, it's like, mm, but it, okay, it's like I the same with, with movie previews. I need one, and then yeah. I don't want to read anything right. else. I can <laughs> do with this until the this thing comes out. Yeah, I'm super looking forward to this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, going through some other things, I've got Avengers No Road Home, number one, which is a weekly 10-issue mm-hmm. Avengers book. Basically, the sequel to Avengers No Surrender. Same idea, year. right? Yeah. yeah. Same team. Yes. Yep. At least writing team. I don't know if it's exactly the same art team. Um, which they had a rotating group of artists, and I'm assuming they they're going to do the same thing with this since it's yeah. weekly. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they will. Um I'll be honest, like, I saw they were doing a sequel to No Surrender, and it was the same creators, and I kind of just stopped reading anything about yeah, it. Like, <laughs> I, like, I didn't need to know more, because I loved No Surrender so I know much. Conan's supposed to show up somewhere in this. Yeah. But that's really the only thing, other than just who's doing it, that I've read. No Surrender and was not Conan O'Brien, good. like, the Barbarian, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you joke, but Jimmy Kimmel was in West Coast Avengers a couple months ago. Yeah. And Scott Adsit is Novacore, so. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jen. Hmm. Captain Marvel, number two. Yeah. Speaking of punching the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't... I, do I need to talk about this? Because I'm just getting it. I'm yeah. just getting it. It's just known. It is known. It is known. It is known. Captain Marvel is 
just fucking great right now yeah also those covers both of those covers i just need like uh-huh. both of those covers by my face at all times <laughs> by my face one on each shoulder yeah right? yeah yeah those are gonna be my new shoulder pads yeah <laughs> it's gonna be like like the dictator shoulder adornments yes. But it's just Captain Marvel. Like, they're going to be so large that you, you people will think they were drawn by Rob Liefeld and then someone <laughs> else came in and penciled in the, panel, the, the covers onto them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. fine with that. She's fine with and that. And then they're there, but also not there at the same time. <laughs> yes. Right. I mean, don't how do you it. know they aren't not there now? I don't. You're right. They yeah. could be. That's why or I not. keep turning or my both. body to turn my head. Right. I know. Hey, yeah. what's, oh, wait. No, I thought I saw something on your shoulder. Uh, <laughs> you probably did and didn't. Brian. Yes. Goddess Mode number three, a book that I think you know, but literally every issue on next week's book. You did. Have I really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. God, it, it's so different from what I normally read, and I think that's what I like most about it. I love cool. it. Cool. Yeah. I'll be honest. I saw the first issue sitting at home, and this, like, it is consistently shrinking. And it's yeah. down basically now to things that just, like, are just those issues, mm-hmm. which is why I haven't caught up on it. Um, but, like, a stack of things that in those couple of months. Where I was just so busy with rehearsal uh, that that I didn't get caught, that didn't read everything every week that I need to cut up on. Mm-hmm. This is still, this is still that stack. Hasn't stuff. made the cut yet. Well, oh, it'll I be mean, a trade book for me. <laughs> now. Right. It's, it's trade for him now. Yeah. So, yeah. and you're we're getting you're getting close now with number yeah. three coming out. So. Like all cards on the table, I actually had to catch up on these Savage Shores mm-hmm. this week because I hadn't read number two yet. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and the last thing I'll mention: the first Vagrant Queen trade is out. If you are not reading it, it is very good, and you should grab the trade on Tuesday or on Wednesday. Nice, a week Sweet. from Tuesday, and on regular bookstore. Anyone else got anything else? Not for next. Week. Nope. All right. Well, we will see Jen in like three weeks. Possibly two. Maybe two. Gotta definitely go. not next week. No, definitely not next week. Got to go visit the fam. Yeah. So get caught up on all your reading. Yes, that's my plan. <laughs> I meant spend quality time with my family. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Reading books. Yes. Yeah, I believe you. Why? <laughs> um. So we will have a guest next week, and we'll have a guest the following week. Maybe both you and the guest. We'll see. We may have four on week after next. Yeah, maybe I'll just take the fucking week off. Who knows? Yeah. Who no. knows? The shadow knows. The shadow probably does know. Shadow. Yep. God, the damn shadow. He knows everything. He does. So smart. Fucking he knows. Well. For example. That we'd like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. And that we're available on your podcatching platform of choice or at panelologypodcast.com, which is the only place to go to listen to episodes that are more than 100 weeks old. <laughs> you can also... Oh my God. God, that We've been doing so this for wrong. so long. Yeah. Uh, you can also support us in myriad ways. One, by sharing us with other people who you think might enjoy listening to our zany antics. Yes. Yes. By going on Apple Podcasts and rating and or reviewing us. Or, financially, by going to patreon.com slash panelology and kicking a few bucks our way. If you do, in the first month you do it, you'll get a cool panelology shot class, which Hell do yeah. not run through your dishwasher. I accidentally oh, destroyed Oh, yeah, no, those are hand wash only. Oh. I know that now. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it got Thanos halfway. Who puts shot glasses in the dishwasher anyway? They're just shot glasses. They're but so tiny. It depends. Sometimes I do. It depends oh. on which one's there. I had had a guest who used it and then left it kind of... I, I, I think I took it, it from the... Left it sitting somewhere and I caught it later because it was in a weird place. I'm like, oh, this is sticky. I should run this through the dishwasher because I'm dumb. 
Just, no, yeah, no. Yeah. Just, anyway, no. Um, they're very nice. Just hand wash only. Yes. FYI. Yes. Uh, in the first month you subscribe at the $5 level, you get one. Indeed. Um, we need to replace an editing laptop. So, hey, yes, if you've been do. thinking about it, sweet. Uh, if you want more of Jin and Me, you can also listen to us on Minds at Yerk, the bi-weekly Animorphs reread podcast we do with occasional guest hosts and guest hosts for the next two weeks. Meg and Tim. Yeah. Or in Tim's case, guest ghost. Mm -hmm. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. Let's go to the beach. Today. Today.